Amen. A blessed evening, everyone. Once again, welcome to the Potter's Gate online broadcast. Wherever you are tonight, I want to welcome you. Uh, since uh, we've been away for a while, well, today I thought uh, it would just be nice to do a bit of catch up with um, our followers, friends, and disciples. Wherever you are, I want to welcome you to the Potter's Gate. Thank you for joining. If you're joining us tonight, I really want to welcome you. I believe tonight we will, by God's grace, look into uh, the emphasis of God. We've been dealing with certain uh, values and principles in terms of speaking uh, uh, into the concept of how to occupy till Christ's return. And of course, we've been dealing with uh, the topic ancient landmarks. All right, understanding the importance of Asian landmarks. And tonight, I, I'm just going to quickly go straight into, you know, some points that I want to highlight. I believe this point will give cl a clearer, you know, and better perspective in regards to what we are emphasizing. All right, um, I'm just in in uh, my new place uh, in Johannesburg. I'm broadcasting from Johannesburg. Yes, um, things are still not uh, in their right order. <laughs> so please just bear with me if the sound and, uh, you know, things are not too okay, but we will get there and we'll fix things as the Lord, you know, help us. So if you're joining me tonight, I want to really welcome you. And uh, we want to believe God to continue to give us perspective. One of the things that, you know, the Lord really has been emphasizing, you know, to me in particular is that, you know, the days that we're living cannot be lived in a mindset of, you know, and have hazard, you know, uh, uh, engagement. We cannot afford to play games with amen, God's, you know, purpose. And we cannot afford to, you know, live our life as if there is no uh, uh, direction, there's no purpose, there's no vision. We have to, we have to really begin to uh, uh, readjust our understanding and our sense of commitment to, you know, to the things of God. So I'm hoping and I'm praying that, you know, you will begin to see what we are saying. You know, decisions needs to be made. We need to come into divine alignment with the mind of God. We need to know the, the, you know, the heart of the Father for this season. And that knowledge must drive us towards a point and a place where the decisions we are making, amen, are advancing the will of God and the purposes of God on earth. So uh, tonight, by the grace of God, I want to just quickly, you know, share some things that I believe will further give us perspective and direction in, in line with what we are dealing with. Let us pray. Father, we want to thank you once again tonight. Thank you for your ways, your truth, your counsels and desire. Thank you, Lord, that you will find a company of people in the earth, oh God, who will not, yes, bow to the compromise of the day, who will not give in to the lies of the enemy, but rather will continue to stand in the authority of your will and purpose that will continue to advance your intention that will continue to present themselves as vessels as instruments for the advancement of your counsels your prophetic counsels in the earth i thank you once again for everyone that will be joining us from a different part of the world from different time zone i pray for them i pray oh god that yes their ears will be open to your voice to your speakings i pray that their heart oh god yes will resonate with what you are saying with what you're demanding particularly with the topic we've been looking at for a while now so much you have said to us and there's still so much to learn there's still so much yes to 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 adjust into but we thank you that we will not yes fail and we will not derail from the path that you have ordained for us that your will will continue to find expression and desire and and, and, and manifest yes your desired intentions in our heart we thank you we bless you in jesus name amen and amen welcome if you're joining me tonight i'm just going to try as much as possible to make this very brief uh before several reasons so i uh, just join me tonight well i'm going to quickly go back to 
this scripture, okay? In fact, I, I don't think I've shared on this scripture, but let me quickly, you know, start with this scripture in 1 Timothy uh, verse uh, 4. The scripture says, Now the Spirit, now the Spirit expressly states or speaks that in the latter times some will abandon the faith to follow deceitful spirits and the teachings of demons influenced by hypocrisy of liars or influenced by the hypo hypocrisy of liars whose conscience are seared with hot iron. Now this scripture kind of gives gives us or lay for us a precedent, okay, a concept, an idea of how people are going to, amen, depart from the faith. Because, you know, you ask yourself, what in the world would happen to people to the level that they will literally begin to depart from, you know, a faith the ones believe, a faith the ones accepted, a faith the ones, amen, proclaim and declare, amen, to be the anchor of their life. I find that very, very, you know, you know, uh, interesting to, to, you know, to, to, you know, to discover that, you know, a day, a time will come, all right, in one's walk with God or in one's journey in life that circumstances will happen, things will begin to pan out to the level that people then begin to depart, they begin to shift. You know, I, I, I've tried to play this scenario in my mind. I've tried to kind of, you know, understand, wrap my mind around. What in the world will happen to me? I tell you, the worst that can happen to me, I think has happened to me in particular. And I don't think there's any other thing that can happen to, to me, you know, to such a level that will make me, all right? And I face situation whereby, you know, you, 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 you find yourself in a state of depression. You find yourself in a state, you know, that you begin to ask yourself, Lord, is there a light at the end of the tunnel? And yet there is a light. So my point is, if we are not grounded, if we're not well established, if we're not well built, amen, on the solidity of our faith in the Lord, that amen we will get to the point where all right we will begin to compromise the values and the standards of god that's the truth so now paul is speaking to timothy here and i think it's important that amen we 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 give heed to what paul is saying all right i think it's very important it says now the spirit not, not that not it is the holy spirit that is speaking it is not the idea it's not the suggestion of paul it is not you know the prediction it's not the forecast of a man it is the holy spirit that is speaking all right through paul that a time call the latter time it says now the spirit speaks express, expressly that in the latter time so friends the context the concept of the latter time the end of days is very very critical to understanding amen how to live our life because yes if we don't understand what it means to live in the end of days and some people particularly those in the apostolic circle will tell you well you know there is nothing like the end of days that the end of times after all jesus is not is not is not returning or you know there's not going to be some kind of you know uh, 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 um you know rapture you understand and i'm not here to you know talk about talk on the, the theology of rapture but i know one thing that the nearer the, the nearer hallelujah we move towards amen the coming of the lord the nearer the the, the, the coming of the lord amen yes dawns upon creation dawns upon there the more we are going to feel a bad pang the more there's going to be you understand you know a level of pain if you will yes the more we're going to come into an environment where it's going to be very difficult and challenging for people to maintain their faith all kinds of things will be happening to us and around us amen for one main reason and that reason is compromise your faith i'm not sure what amen the enemy is throwing at you or what amen will be thrown at you at some point of your walk all right that will bring you to the point and place where you begin to you know begin to doubt god you begin to you know uh, 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 
you begin to feel if this thing that you are actually doing, if this work, amen, you claim you have with the Lord is actually working. Is it worthwhile? Now, I'm just reading scripture. This is scripture that was reading, excuse me, written about 2,000 years ago. They're predicting that a time will come, a circumstance, amen, will begin to take place in the earth, all right, within the church, within the body of Christ, that will begin to push believers, saints, who once, amen, have accepted the Lord to begin to compromise their faith. It says now, not what we're talking about here. The, con the context, amen, is ancient landmark. And we have been able to establish that this landmark we're talking about, amen, are certain spiritual value systems that are uncompromising. The landmarks, amen, as we have read earlier, earlier in the past, they said landmarks must not be moved. Landmarks must not be moved. Amen. Let's, let's look at Proverbs 22, 28 again. The context must be clear to you. Amen. Yes. They said do not move an Asian boundary. Don't move. Don't shift an Asian boundary stone which your fathers have, 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 have placed. All right. Now we, we know that there are certain spiritual values, certain spiritual amen, framework, certain spiritual, if you will, footing. I like to use the word footing, all right? Because before you have a foundation, there has to be a footing. The footing will define the foundation. The foundation then will define amen, the framework. All right. Now there are there are there are things. If you read the book of uh, um, Hebrews, the Bible talked about amen God. You know, in the past, spoke through our fathers, and in the last day, he's been speaking through, amen. You know, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son. You know, the Bible says God spoke to Moses, he said to him, He said, Build according to the pattern that was shown to you on the mountain. Now, there are there are there are spiritual patterns, there are spiritual standards, spiritual values, there are spiritual, you know, uh, uh, frameworks, amen, that have been revealed to us, and of course, that has also been built within our spiritual lifestyle. And I've been saying for a while that if certain value system, if you will, doctrinal basis, if certain spiritual understanding, certain theological truth, amen, are not established, are not built within our life, if our faith is just based on some peripheries and some ideas and some excitement, you know, <clears throat> and all we understand about our work with God, amen, is just about, you know, the, the good times, the jolly, jolly times, you know what I mean? You know, we go to church just for excitement, you know, and just to feel nice. Oh, we've got to understand that, you know, working with God requires that, amen, certain value system are built deep within us. It is those values that will keep us standing in the days where the wind, amen, begin to blow, in the days where the storm begin to, amen, come, in the day of the great flood, in the day of the thunders, hallelujah, in the days where things begin to shake us to the core, issues, situation, we will meet people, we will meet circumstances, all right, that will shake, that, you know, that, that will shake our sense of belief, that will shake our sense of understanding, that will shake our sense of truth and revelation. We will meet them. If you claim you're not going to meet them, that will be a lie. You're going to meet things, amen, that will shake you to the core. You will be faced with situations that will shake you to the core, that you'll be asking God, are you still there? If these foundations, if these landmarks, all right, have not been built or they have been shifted, then there's going to be an issue. And these are the things that I'm highlighting and I really want us to look into so that, amen, we can be assured that there is nothing that will happen to us. It was Paul who said, amen, he said, there is no death, there's no angel, there's no peril, there's no sword, amen, the, you know, that can, that can, you know, you know, remove my love or I shake my love, amen, that can take me away from the love of God. Now, we have to know these things because we are already in the time where the land are beginning to swallow, amen, the inhabitants. You know what I mean by that? Yes. We're in a day where situation, challenges, amen, are before us that are de demanding and obscuring, if you will, the light that we have. So he said, do not remove the Asian landmarks. And I said, those landmarks, amen, are powerful spiritual, you know, belief system, values, if you will, they are, they are philosophy. 
You know, people die for philosophy. They say, they say values, amen, defines the core of human existence. If our spiritual values, amen, are not established on truth, I'm telling you, there are things that are going to shake you and you'll find yourself truly, all right, be moved. So we, we're looking at the scripture today, all right. Paul was saying to Timothy, he said, now the spirit is expertly stating, he's speaking, it is the Spirit speaking that in the latter times, the latter time began after Jesus' resurrection. That was why, you know, they, they, even the people in the days of, you know, of Paul and the rest of the disciples, they actually thought Jesus was coming. I mean, I've read about, you know, great powerful men and women of God who have come and gone, who thought actually that in their time the Lord was going to return. Because of the kind of persecution, because of the kind of trial, because of the kind of things that were happening around, because of the, you know, the, 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 the level of wickedness and perversion, you know, and compromise they see in society. So they believe that, oh, what, what can be greater than this? I mean, the Lord is coming. But either too, the Lord is still here to come. So we have to understand that we are in the last of the last of the last of days. And to begin to presume that, well, uh, well, things are just going to be the same. You know, they say since our father fell asleep, things have been the same. That would be, you know, a, a very uh, uh, ignorant position. That would be, a, you know, a, a position of, 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 you know, if you will, lukewarmness. We have to live in a, in a dimension of a life and see if, amen, the Lord is going to return tomorrow. Yes, that's the kind of mindset we've got to have. If you don't have that kind of a mindset, I'm telling you, things are going to happen to you where you are going to, be, you are, you are going to give up, amen, your faith. You're going to find yourself compromising the values of God. So let's look at that scripture again. Say, now the Spirit expressly states that in the latter time, some will abandon the faith. What we are trying to understand through these teachings is that we don't want to abandon the faith. We don't want to abandon the ship. We don't want to jump, amen, the ship. Hallelujah. We don't want to leave the ship. We are supposed to be captains, amen, of the ship. We're supposed to be riders of the ship. We're supposed to be drivers of the ship. Amen. We don't abandon the ship and jump into, into, the, into the ocean. Amen. We have to understand how to take charge means the compromise of our day. All right. So he's telling us here, Paul is telling us some will abandon the faith. Can you imagine? Could, can you actually believe that we live in a day where people are basically abandoning the faith. Oh, that doesn't mean that they're not still going to church. That doesn't mean that they're still not involved in some religious activity. But people have really abandoned the faith. Yeah, I mean, you look around, you can testify to that. There will be situations that will tell you to abandon the faith. There will be circumstances. There will be people around you that will say, what's your problem? Abandon the faith. The last time we read about Jesus, after he finished fasting, the devil came to him and said, if you truly are the son of God, compromise. Why don't you just turn this stone into bread? Amen. Now, there is, there's this group of people, the Bible called the Rechabites. I'm, I'm sure anybody who, who knows me, I know will follow me for maybe a few years, you, you must have heard me preach, teach on the Rechabite because the Rechabite kind of set a standard of how to live in a day where all right, there is deep compromise, in a day where people all right, are, are abandoning the faith, in a day where compromise seems to be the general acceptable standard of, or, you know, of, of, of men and women. So I, I quickly want to draw your attention all right, to, to this story. In Jeremiah, in Jeremiah, you know, 35. All right. Now, it's important that you read this, you know, uh, this story in other translation because they will give you, uh, you know, uh, a deeper and a clearer insight to, you know, to what, you know, the Lord is saying. Now, because God is going to be using the life of the Rechabite to speak. All right. God is going to be using the life of the Rechabite to speak to the spiritual condition, to, to speak to, you know, the, 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 the life, the, the compromising standard of the people of Israel, all right? 
So here is a group of people, the Bible called the Rechabites, who God, amen, is going to be using as a yastic, as a standard, amen, if you will, to judge his people. Now, let's see how this goes. Now, the Rechabite, let me just give you a background, you know, a, a picture of this. Right, because we may not have the time to read the entire scripture. It's a whole, I mean, you read the entire chapter. If you want to get the full picture, read the entire chapter. All right? The Rechabites, basically, you know, their great-grandfather made a covenant with God, or God made a covenant with them, all right? that amen, they must not touch wine, they must not build a house, they must not plant you know, anything. Basically, God has called them, separated them, amen, almost like the Levites. All right? God called them, separated them, amen, as a sign, amen, of his sovereignty, amen, to their community, to the, you know, to the rest of the nation. In other words, Rechabite, you are not supposed to, all right, you're not supposed to touch wine. That's the first thing. They're not supposed to touch wine. So you, you they are more like, an, you know, a, a Nazar, Nazarites. They are like, like Nazarites. You know, remember, back in the day, God had this group of people who are called Nazarites. The Bible says, blade must not touch their head. All right? That's where, you know, the, 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 the likes of Samson, you know, came out. All right? So God said about the Rechabite, no drinking of wine. All right? No building of houses. No planting crops. You may ask yourself, so how do how do these people survive? Well, that is a question you need to ask God because they did God did supply their needs. Right? This is the covenant God made with them. Now, while I was asking the Lord, I mean, why why do you separate these people? He said because in every generation, God always separates a caliber of people to be almost like a light, to be a yastic, to be a standard. Amen. To be you know, a pointer of of the of the presence of God, of the glory of God, of the of the majesty, the majesty of God among His people. All right, it's like the Levite. All right, but they are not the only tribe. But particularly, the Rechabite was a tribe separated unto God. So this covenant was made. All right, to the to the clan of the Rechabite. So let's let's read and let's just look at what the Lord is saying. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from from the Lord in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, saying, verse 2, go to the house of the Rechabite. Note that. He said, go to the house of the Rechabite. Go to the clan. Go to the tribe of the Rechabites. Speak to them. Now, this is in the midst of compromise. This is in the midst of, all right, they, 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 <clears throat> they're falling away. Of the nation of Israel, of the, of the people of Jerusalem, all right? This is in the midst of, you know, the apostate state of the church. And this is the point I'm trying to draw out, that in the midst of, of falling away, in the midst of, you know, a collapsing of the order, in the midst of the abandonment of the Asian part, there is a tribe called the Rechabite that God, amen, still can look at, that God can still refer to as a standard of his system amidst the compromise of the day. So God said to Jeremiah, go to the house of the Rechabite, speak to them, and bring them into the house of the Lord. Note that. Go to their house, bring them into the house of the Lord, into one of the chambers. And give them wine to drink. Not that. He said, give them wine to drink. Remember here, God already made a covenant with their forefathers. He said, give them wine to drink. Then I took, alright, Jezaniah, the son of Jeremiah, the son of Abazinah, his brothers and all his sons and the whole house of the Rechabite. Verse 4. And I brought them into the house of the Lord, into the chamber of the sons of Anan, the son of Igbalia, the man of God, which was by the chamber of the princes, above the, above the chamber of the Messiah, the son of Shalom, the keeper of the door. Verse 5. 
Then I set before the sons of the house of the Rechabite bowls full of wine and cups, and I said to them, drink wine. And I said to them, drink wine. Of course. Then they replied. They said, we're not going to drink wine. I, I, I mean, like I said, I, I didn't put all the scriptures there because, I mean, it's quite, you know, quite a lengthy scripture. You need to read, read the scripture for yourself. Then they replied, Jeremiah. They said, no, we are not going to. Remember where they took them in? They brought them into the house of God in one of the chambers, right? Jeremiah said, cups and vessels and say hey here's wine guys drink the, po the point here is are these people going to compromise the Asian landmark are they going to compromise the covenant that their forefathers made in fact let me let me see if I can you know you know read that scripture from another uh, um, yeah I think I stopped on verse 4 from verse 4 Thank you, Jesus. And I brought them into the house of the Lord. I'm reading verse 4 now. Into the house of the Lord, into the chamber of the sons of Anan, the son of uh, Igbalia, the man of God, which was by the chamber of the, of, of the princes, above the, above the chamber of Maseah, the son of Shalom, the keeper of uh, the door, as the, the doorkeeper. Then I said before before the sons of the Rechabite, bowls full of wine and cups. And I said to them, drink. But they said, now look at what they said. But they said, we, we will drink no wine. We will drink no wine for, uh, uh, Jonadab, for Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our, our fathers, commanded us, saying, you shall not drink wine nor your sons forever. You shall not build a house or sow seed, plant a vineyard, nor have any of this. But all your days, listen to this, but, but all your days you shall dwell in tents that you shall dwell in tent that you may live many days in the land where you are sojourners. Thus we have obeyed, that's, that's the key word, verse 8, Thus we have obeyed the voice of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, in all that he charged us to drink no wine all our days. We, our wives, our sons, or our daughters, not to build ourselves houses to dwell in, not to not do we have not do we have vineyards, field, or seed. But we have dwelt in tents and have obeyed and done according to all that, you know, Jonadab, our forefather, commanded us. But it came to pass when Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came up in the land and we said, come, let us go to Jerusalem. You see, they said, come, let us go to Jerusalem. So they were basically living in the outcast of Jerusalem. So when, you know, they were, when the land was attacked, the, the, the scripture says they were afraid. So, so they said, come, let us go to Jerusalem for the fear of the army of the Chaldeans, that the, the, the army of Nebuchadnezzar, and for the fear of the army of the Assyrians. So we dwell in Jerusalem. So it's in the midst of Jerusalem that, you know, uh, um, Jeremiah called them to test them. Though they are amidst a compromising church system, the, the Jerusalem church, basically the Jerusalem company, have been compromised. It's in the midst of that compromise that, that the man of God, Jeremiah, the prophet of God, called them. So let's see in case you guys have been compromised. Now that you are, you know, you are among, you know, you know, a, a people whose belief system, whose value system are not in alignment with the will of God and not, you know, uh, living in accordance to the standard of God. Let's see if you have also been captured. Let's see if you have forgotten the values, amen, and the covenant that your forefathers made. Let's see if, amen, the things you said, all right, that you're going to keep. Let's see if you are still keeping the Asian power. Let's see if, all right, you still stand by the values and the principles of the kingdom. You know, 
where I am as, as I was walking around today I went to the shop and I was saying to myself wow this is a land truly that swallows its inhabitant there are certain places that you find yourself if your faith is not grounded if your sense of understanding about the things of God is not well founded on the truth the land will swallow you you will find yourself compromising you will find yourself or biting the bait you will find yourself going down the alley of darkness How strong is your spiritual conviction? How strong, amen, is your spiritual conviction about the things of, of the Spirit? This is one of the reasons why, why when God dealt with, you know, the patriarchs, you would notice that they always built, you know, an altar unto the Lord. Why? As a memorial so that those who are coming, amen, those who are coming can remember the covenant or the interaction, if you will, the trade, the connection, the relationship, amen, that the fathers had with the people. The landmarks, the, the altars are there to remind. That's why they say, let it be a memorial. Whenever God engages his people, whenever God communicates, God contacts, amen, his people back in the day, they built an altar unto the Lord to remind those that are coming that, hey, God met with us here. We engage God here. But beyond that, to to show or to leave, amen, a, a mark, a landmark, amen, of sacredness. Friends, there are sacred order, amen, that have been established on our behalf that I cannot afford to shift. I cannot afford to move them, all right? In the midst of the craziness of the day, in the midst of the compromising of the day, in the midst of the lies and the perversion, there is, and friends, if, if the ocean, if the sea will open up, you will see the path. You will see the ancient path, hallelujah, that Moses led the people of God. It's still there. The fact that you can't see this thing does not mean, amen, that there are no landmarks. There are landmarks that we are called, amen, to, to follow, to track. There are landmarks that no matter what may happen to you, no matter what, amen, may be burning around you, no matter what may be sinking around you, no matter what may be taken from you, no matter the craziness that may be taking place, you have to understand that you are de de designed to follow what is known as Asian path. The scripture said of Abraham, when he got to the promised land, he was looking for a city with foundations. A city with foundations whose builder and maker is God. In this part of, of the divide, we have not a continual city, but we're seeking the one to come. So that when you get to the day where the Bible says, Amen, men will be lovers of themselves. In a day where the Spirit is speaking expressly that some will abandon the faith, I want to ask you, have you abandoned the faith? That doesn't mean that you're not going to church. Like I said earlier, you can be going to church and you've abandoned the faith. But because the, the faith, amen, is the, is the holy order, is the, is the holy tradition. The faith, amen, is, is a value, is a value system, amen, of our spiritual heritage. The faith is not something you used to claim something. The faith, amen, is the landmark of our heritage in Christ. Is somebody listening? Faith, faith was never given to you to possess a car, to buy a house. Faith, hallelujah. Is, 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 is that order of a life is a spiritual system is a spiritual value system of those who are migrating to us amen the place called God they that must come to God must believe that he is faith was never given for you to be possessing things faith was given amen as the touch light that leads you that guides you that's why they call it the substance of things we hope for. What are you hoping for? 
are you open to have a, a three-bedroom, you know, a, a duplex? Is that what you are open for? Are you open to, to buy your own jet plane? Is that what you're open for? If our faith can be reduced to what we can possess materially, ah, we are members miserable. The things of God have been watered down. The only oracles, the standards and the values that have been given to us have been watered down to what we can use, what we can buy, what we can eat, what we can... We have to ask ourselves. You know, the things of God today is almost like just uh, jolly, jolly, enjoy yourself. You know? No. There are treasures in God. There are things we need to possess. There are realities that we are being called to come into. There are, I mean, where people are coming into the order of the divine life of God. There are things that the Bible calls, amen, the divine life, you know, that's been given unto us. We have to inherit these things. We have to come into them so that, you know, somebody's life, the, those coming at, behind us can have a reason for living. All right, look at, it says, men will depart. They will abandon the faith to follow deceitful spirits. These things are no longer stories. They are no longer bedtime story. They have become a reality. Deceitful spirits have invaded even the house, has invaded the nation, has invaded the church. Deceitful, deceitful. Not, not that, deceitful spirit. It's one thing for people to deceive you. It's another thing for you to be deceived by spirits. <laughs> the other I've just said it's one thing for people to deceive you and you get you know when you finally realize that, hey you, you've been deceived what happens to you you get discouraged you get discouraged you get disappointed now we're talking about spirit here You know, today as I was walking down the road, I said to myself, oh, a lot of people are going to miss God. Because you see the way people are living life. You see what people are doing. You just know that they are not interested in, in you know, in, 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 the, in, in the real issue of serving God. They're just interested in going to church Sunday, you know, and just hallelujah, praise God. <laughs> This faith is more than that. It's not, it's not, it's not a celebration. It's a call to die. Another gospel has been sold to us. A false gospel has been sold. An Americanized gospel has been sold to people. People are chase, chasing, amen. Western culture, they call it Christianity. It's a false, it's a lie. And that's why when the challenge comes, you can't stand up to it. Because you don't have the footing. You don't have the mindset. You don't have the belief system. There are people, when they see us come online, all they want to do is just to come and have a look. They're not ready for the truth. They are not willing to hear. They're not ready to engage. They don't want God to transact with their life. They're not ready to lay down their life. They, all they want is just, you know, what is that babbler talking about again? It's an entertainment. Particularly those who are aware that, okay, we've moved from uh, uh, Cape Town to, so some people just want to see now. They are just here to see my face. They have no sense of the things of the spirit. They have no sense of the core. They have no sense, amen, of, of the demand of the kingdom. They know. That's why if you die tomorrow, it doesn't concern them. The idea of life and brotherhood in the things of God is far gone. It's a world of compromise. It's a life of compromise. I'm afraid if, if, if the Lord is to return tomorrow, I'm telling you, 
many people will go to hell. Many Christians will go to hell. Many men of God will go to hell. Many apostles, prophets will go to hell. Because when you look at our life, we're doing our own thing. It's just like in the days of Noah. They say, until Noah entered the ark and God shut the, shut the door of the ark, they were still doing their thing. They were still, life to them is just jolly jolly, giving themselves to marriage, you know, buying and selling. They have no sense of sacredness, they have no sense, amen, of truth. What are we talking about? We're talking about the ancient landmarks. There are landmarks we have to engage. There are kingdom value system we have to build. If you have lost it, you have to go back. You, listen, you can't find it by just reading the Bible. The Bible now must read you. You must allow the word of God to read you. It's for one thing to, for you to read the Bible. It's, for, it's another thing for the Bible, the word of God to read you. When the word of God starts reading you, that's when they start shedding light into those dark areas of your life. When, Bible, when the word of God starts reading people, people get, you know, uncomfortable. <laughs> they can't stand it. When the word of God starts reading them, when the word of God starts shedding light into the dark areas of our life, they feel uncomfortable. They don't want to listen. They don't want to hear. That's why people today are coming up with their own truth. The other said, people are coming up with their own version of truth. People have their own version of truth. They have their own version of spirituality. They have their own version of what amen, life is all about. You would have thought, but the word of God has told us, the word of God has given us a divine blueprint. The word of God has given us a standard. No. That's the word of God. They have their own version. They have their own interpretation. They have their own standard. And, and you know, I don't know if things like this don't bother you, but they bother me. Maybe because I've been calling to the prophetic office. Maybe that's the reason. But it bothers me. It bothers me when I, when I see lies being promoted. It bothers me when I see, you know, men of God, amen, falling, you know, walking astray. It bothers me. People you think have a love for God, suddenly you see a life of compromise. That bothers me. And you know why it could bother me? Because I'm tracking God daily. I'm tracking his heart. Doesn't mean that I'm perfect, no. I never said I am. But my heart is in search. I'm longing, I'm seeking, I'm pursuing. I want to be, yes, found in him. I want to be like the sons of the Rechabites. God says, Jeremiah, go to the house of the Rechabites. Call them, tell them to come to the, you know, to the, to the temple. Put them in one of the rooms. God was to measure them and, and, and test them. Do we have Christians like the sons of the Rechabites today? Who in the midst of perversion and wickedness and compromise, they refuse to be compromised. They refuse to bow, to give in to the lies of the enemy. You know, on my way down to Johannesburg, <clears throat> Add, of course, some load. So, at you know, 
at the station because of some of my books quite heavy so at the station the guy that was weighing you know uh, um, luggages for intercape so I was saying to the guy I said but you know I've got a lot of luggage don't you guys don't intercape give a kind of a discount he said, ah. he said but sir if you're gonna do that there's a way we can do it I said so how, how does that work he said, no, you have to tell them that you, ain't, you, you boarded the, the, you know, the, uh, the, the bus from Vushta. I said, oh. He said, yeah, if you do that, then I can reduce the price of your luggage. <laughs> I said, is it? I said, sorry, I don't do that. Tell me how much it weighs. Tell me how much it costs. He says, a lot of money. I said, tell me. There has to be a point in our life where convenience must not be what defines our response. How much is it going to reduce? Maybe 500. It can't reduce more than that. And then for 500, I will lose my destiny. I will lose my age. I will lose my calling. I will lose, you know, my, 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 my spiritual authority. I mean, I said, no, sorry, I don't do that. I don't compromise. I don't pay bribe. I mean, all kinds of things I can begin to tell you that the enemy, you know, has thrown at me and is throwing just for you to compromise, just for you, all right, to you know, just a, a, a little bending. No. No. We have to get to that point where we say to ourselves, we are standing for something. You know, I, I, I say to myself, if nobody's going to do this, I have to. Because there has to be a generation, there has to be a company of people in the earth. Listen. I don't even mind to go back to Nigeria and go, go to my village and sit down and be worshipping God all by myself there. I'm telling you, than to compromise my faith, to compromise my values. God is no respecter of man. I want God to look down and find an Isaiah Phillips and say, there is a man in the land. If your heart is not shifting away from all of these things, all of these things, the enemy will, will find something to bring you down. Your heart must be, must be shifting, must be moving away. That's how God makes his man. That's how God makes a man, his own vessel. That if they tell you now, pack, pack your things, Isaiah, and go to a place called Igbajo, that's where I come from, in deep down, all right, Ocean State somewhere, and go and spend right, the rest of your life there. In fact, I had considered that. I don't even need to go and stay in Lagos, stay somewhere. No, I'll go to my village. Village, yes, I'll go there. From there, we will be beaming the gospel to the nations. We live in a day where there are no boundaries again. There's, there's, there is no place, all right, that you cannot proclaim and declare the counsels of God. Sometimes God will bring you out to help you to see certain things. So that when he says coming, you can say yes. That's the word. The ability to go out and to come in. Jesus, I am the door. There are people that when they go out, they don't want to come in, come in again. Because when they go out, they're like, oh, wow. That's a prodigal son. He came back, he told his father, no, 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 no. I'm not staying back at home. I'm, I want to be outside there where it's, go, where it's happening. <laughs> There's nothing happening. Nothing. 
Because after a while, I realized that all the money has been squandered on nothing. There's a call, friends, to live for God, to serve God in this season, to be a kingdom agent, to be a kingdom regent. We have to be like the sons of the Rechabites. We have to find the ancient path. We have to find the ancient landmarks. We have to walk in it. Jeremiah said to them, Amen. Find that path. Find that route. Amen. Yes. That has been designed for you. And walk in it. Let me show you this scripture quickly. Talking about ancient path. This is after Judas has compromised. I want you to see how they were able to choose somebody to that replace Judas. Because this is very important. For it is written in the book of Psalms, May his place be deserted. Let there be no one to dwell there, to dwell there in it. And may another take his position. This is after Judas has compromised. So they're basically just reading what amen, yes, has been prophesied about the person that will, yes, uh, 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 will sell Jesus to, you know, to the Pharisee. It's been prophesied. So they're reading what has been prophesied. They're just going back and reading what is already, you know, written. That's, I mean, these guys, it's amazing. So they're reading the book of Psalms. May another take his place, verse, you know, verse 21. Therefore, it is necessary to choose one. Now listen to this. To choose one of the men who have accompanied, who have accompanied, who has followed, who has been following, who had accompanied us the whole time. The Lord Jesus went in and out among us. Look at the criteria. Look at the criteria of choosing amen, a replacer of Judas. They didn't just bring any kind of a person. They didn't just like, okay, you, you're Christian, oh, come, 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 come. <laughs> Look at the criteria. The criteria of replacing Judas. They say, let it be one who has been among us. From the day Jesus, amen, went in and out from among us, they're telling us that there are criteria to the things of God. You cannot just decide on your own. When things happen in your life to want to compromise that criteria, what will you do? Would you stand your ground? Would you, would you, would you lose everything you've built to stand on that criteria? Or would you say, well, to hell with the criteria. Uh, let me keep my security. <laughs> Hello? When people show that they don't have love for God and they don't value God and they don't care about the things of God, would you just say, okay, that's fine. That's okay. That's okay. I mean, we can walk around that. I tried to do that for, for many years and I realized, no, it was actually hurting me. Then I decided, no, I'm not going to continue like that because I'm not going to go down for a value system that is worldly, that is carnal, that is fleshy. No, my life is too much of a price in the kingdom than for me to be swallowed by the kingdoms of this world. Yes. When you don't have a value system anchored on the truth, anchored in the things of Christ, in the things of the kingdom, you will fall for anything. You will fall for anything. Therefore, it is necessary to choose one of the men who have accompanied us. Don't forget what we are tra tracking here. We're tracking the ancient path. 
there is a divine part to serving God, to following God, to pleasing God. And that's what the disciples are tracking here. Choose one from among the men who have accompanied us the whole time Jesus went out, went in and out among us. Listen to this, verse 22. Beginning, there's a, there's a time frame, there's a point and a place, there's a standard. Beginning from John's bap, you know, baptism until the day. Remember John began the ministry before uh, uh, Jesus appeared. So this is how they're choosing the person now. They said, beginning from John the Baptist until the day Jesus was taken from among us. For one of these must become a witness. That's another criteria. This person that is going to be chosen must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So even if the person qualified, amen, yes, he's been there from John the Baptist. He was there when Jesus, you know, went in and out. But did he witness the resurrection? We're talking about Asian parts. These Asian parts are a tradition. Their principles and values that are not compromised. You can trace it. Do we have standards like this again? This one must be a, must be a, a witness with us of Christ's resurrection. So this guy's been there as Jesus, you know, started ministry, as he grew in ministry. When he died, rose again, he was there. They said, this is the person that must replace Judas. Amazing. Such an amazing scripture. Let me read one more scripture, then I'll be gone. I'll be done. Philippians 3. Nevertheless, we must live up to what we have already attained. Join one another in following now listen to this in following in following my example brothers and carefully observe those who walk according to the pattern we set for you we're talking about ancient parts not removing the landmarks there are landmarks that God has established in his men, in his vessels. So Paul is using that landmark as a yastic, as a criteria. Nevertheless, we must live up to what we have already attained. Join one another in following. Join one another. Join one another in following my examples, brother. Wow. I mean... This guy is bold. He said, follow my example. Because he was so sure that what he's doing is a reflection, amen, of the lifestyle in Christ, of the life of God. Join one another in following. He didn't say somebody else's example. He said, in following my example. What is his example? He said, brothers, and carefully observe, carefully observe. Do we have the ability to observe today? Do we have the yastic of, of of, of, of divine observation and carefully observe those who walk according according to the pattern there are those who are no longer walking according to the pattern who are falling away we just read that scripture we read that scripture now the spirit expertly states that in the latter times some will abandon they will abandon the faith The faith is the whole culture of the kingdom life. They've abandoned the faith, amen, and have now beginning to follow deceitful spirits and the teachings of demons. Do you know these teachings of demons have crept into the church today? Do you know there are teachings called teachings of demons? 
inspired messages by demons. Messages inspired by demons. Wow. We need to be careful, particularly those of us who attend churches who go to sun. You need to be careful of what you hear. Some messages are designed to deaden you, to cripple you, to shut you down, to paralyze you. And you would have thought, wow, what a nice message. <laughs> Teachings of demons influenced by hypocrisy of lies whose conscience are seared so they have no pity they have no regard have you met people like that yes when you watch some of these men of god so-called men of god you ask yourself don't these people have a heart they don't have heart their heart has been seared with what with hot iron they have no conscience they have no feeling they, they don't pity you that's why they can they can take every dime you have they will take every cent you have they don't care they don't bother they will do what they need to do to maintain their, their, their status. Influenced by hypocrisy. Hypocrisy of lies whose conscience are seared with hot iron. When you see such people, you run, you depart, you, 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 know, you take to your heels. Hallelujah. Friends, I'm not sure if the things that we're talking about is making sense to you. Because it has to make sense. You have to guard your heart. If you're going to walk in the Asian path, you have to find that path. You have to walk amen, in accordance to the values, the principles, and the standard of God. Do not move an Asian boundary. Jerem um, uh, yes, Jeremiah 6, it, Jeremiah was speaking to the people. He says, find, find the Asian path, walk in it. Walk in it, that's the word. Jeremiah 6, 16, this is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroad and look. You've got to open your eyes. Ask for the Asian path. Some people don't even know that there's something called the Asian path, a holy tradition that we are tracking. A value system in Christ that we are, they don't care, they don't bother. Ask for the ancient path where the good way is, then walk in it. So don't just ask, don't just know it, don't just be able to preach it. Well, I know the ancient path, or oh, we preach, we preach kingdom. No, they say walk in it. When you find it, walk in it, then you will find rest for your soul. But the people say, we will not walk in it. <laughs> we will, they, they, rebel, they rebel. What a day we live in. A day of rebellion. People say, we will not walk in that Asian path. No, 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 no. God said, I have appointed watchmen over you. Listen for the sound of the ram's horn. But they say, uh-uh. We will not listen. <laughs> These people, they've become, they, they've become dangerous, callous. Their conscience has been seared. They don't care again. Have you met people like that? They say, I don't care. I don't care what's going to happen, all right, you know, in, 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 the, in the other life. I just want to enjoy myself now. I just want to do what I need to do. Well, keep doing what you need to do. When the time comes, the owner of the life will call for it. And then you will realize, uh-oh, I thought I was going to live forever. <laughs> Lord, we honor your name. We bless you for your truth. This kind of message may be strange to certain people, may not sound exciting, but this is what we need to live our life for your glory. 
There's so many compromises in our day, in our time. Yet we understand that if we would live our life for you, it would be well with us. We ask you, Lord, to help us. Not to surrender. Not to yield, not to give in. Not to bow to the enemy, to the lies of the enemy. Keep us standing. Keep also God standing. For the glory of your name we pray that your spirit will never leave us the way we are, but rather you will continue to engage every dimension of our being. That your glory, O oh God, will radiate in our life. That your truth will find us and that truth will set us free. There's so many things we don't know and we don't really care to know. But one thing we need is to maintain the good path so we can find rest for our soul. So I thank you, Father, for every life that have joined us, that have listened to this broadcast tonight. I pray you will strengthen their heart and faith, that you will continue, yes, to crown their life with your goodness, with your love, and with your mercy. I thank you for their life. Thank you, Father, for my life. Thank you, Father, for this new day, new transition, new season. Thank you, Father, for the leading of your spirit. Be glorified, O oh God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, friends, thank you for joining me tonight. Uh, if you've been able to connect, well, I'm grateful to you. Thank you. Like I said, uh, we're still trying to fix things here and hoping that all will be well. Have yourself a wonderful night or maybe uh, a blessed morning. All right. God bless you. We'll see you again. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jesus.